be organised, know what you're doing and try and stick to it. Like budgeting doesn't have to be hard. Um, I still go out for dinner with my friends. I still go for drinks. You're listening to the Art of MoneySaving.com podcast to episode two with Sienna from the Instagram page at Saving with Sienna. And today we're talking about budgeting. You know, budgeting doesn't have to be something that is difficult and extremely painful in life. We can all budget and find simplicity in it. So stay tuned. It's very hard to put those those timestamps down, but but sometimes it provokes some pondering. And uh, interesting what you said earlier on about having time to think. I think often that we maybe we, we're losing that quality, the, the time to be able to sit there and do nothing and not look at your phone or the television or the radio and just, just sit there and, and think about things. And often in, in those moments, I find myself contemplating where I see myself or what's important for me. And um, yeah, but I... I encourage you go and go and have a have a look. There's um, lots of material out there, and lots of way- the good news is there's lots of ways to invest these days um, with kind of millennial friendly apps and and things like that. So um, I just encourage you to have a look at that. And indeed, anyone else listening to the podcast, if you're in your twenties, have a have a little look, see what you think. <laughs> if so, you happen to win bigger, please give it back to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I'm imagining then that this means that you don't... Have you heard of the, the FIRE community, Financial Independence Retire Early? I've heard of it, and it is something that I think is a really cool niche idea. Mm, yeah, it is quite niche. Although it's broadening out, uh, investing is quite a big strategy uh, of of the, I guess, the retire early part, or, or even the financial independence part. Um, but it, it's... It's quite inspiring, I think, to to see how people do that, and they work very, very intensely. Very similarly to what you said, in, you described yourself actually that you want to get your career done so that maybe when you're thirty, you know, if you want to have a family or stuff, then you've made provisions for yourself. And a lot of the people in the fire community find themselves doing that. Um, very intently and, and directly and find themselves retiring by 35 or 38 and uh, it's it's very interesting yeah I, I don't know what I do with all the time um, <laughs> yeah I know yeah me too <laughs> I mean you'd need some some uh, some fun projects to take on wouldn't you I'd absolutely need a hobby <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah the idea of retiring at 38 doesn't appeal to me at all but the idea of having financial independence and you know being able to if you want to go away and you want to do something go on holiday or if you want to start up a new business or uh, a charity whatever it is you, you have the the option to be able to do that and that's what I love about the idea is giving yourself some independence and, and freedom and not being chained down to your your nine to five job until you're you're sixty five or maybe even seventy, I don't know. Mm. I think it's also yeah. the security of it that you don't have to rely on having this job. You have the ability to do what you want to do and then you're doing it for you. You're not doing it to pay off a mortgage or anything. You're doing it because mm. you want to spend your time doing it. Definitely, definitely. That's a really, really good point. But from what you what you've said, with everything that's going on at the moment, it sounds like you've you've really hit that balance really well. So you're enjoying work, you're 
you're able to do you just said you got back to the gym so you're back to your gym routine and loving it so even though <laughs> things are different right now you're you're finding joy in what you're doing that's really important isn't it absolutely i think if i hated what i was doing i couldn't be doing it and i would stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's important and and i really saw that from the from the well see that from the post that you do i was like oh this is really positive i like that a lot I and mean, we need we need positivity and we need to be encouraged and uh it's great to see you going great guns so with that in mind you have your your friends around you or people your age i don't want to pick on your friends <laughs> so <laughs> let's say listen, pe- okay. why on earth you said that <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's broaden it out say people your age um what do you wish they knew about money are they do you see them making mistakes or spending too much money on cost of coffee or what you know what 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 is it i think the main thing would be if you've got a job um no matter how much it pays if you're getting i don't know six pound an hour or whatever the minimum wage is i don't really know save some of it um it doesn't have to be all of it it doesn't have to be half just save some because Mm. as soon as you start you'll just get going and save for things in advance sinking funds are so important to me because it means i can spread the cost of things so rather than at christmas having to cash flow 500 600 pounds from my budget from my payslip i actually have that money saved and i go okay i know i'm going to spend it on this and i've made peace with that i don't like it but i've made peace with it and then i've still got the money i would normally get in a month and i've not had to like dramatically take anything out so Mm. just like plan be organized know what you're doing and try and stick to it like budgeting doesn't have to be hard um i still go out for dinner with my friends i still go for drinks i still pay a lot of fitness related activities like i go to pt i go to classes i pay for gym memberships so it's like i still do all those things and like that's what gives me enjoyment so i'm not going to stop but you know at the same time i am saving and I am working my budget in a way that makes sense for me. So like, you don't have to follow someone else's footsteps completely, but definitely just start saving and thinking. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in the whirlwind of your 20s. And mm. like my friends have just graduated from uni. You know, they've been students for three years. Now they've got no jobs or they're just coming into jobs and they've got no money saved. And it's like, well, how do I buy clothes for work? you know it's it's tough yeah it's hard isn't it and everyone's circumstances are different that's something that i often struggle with is you if things are going well for yourself and you think well i'm on a really good path but you see that your your colleagues or people around you at the same age and maybe not finding things as easily or maybe they're not in the same circumstance so you know one great thing for you is you're able to stay at home but maybe other folks aren't in the position to do that and Mm yeah maybe that's fair maybe that's not fair but your your personal circumstances are different to the listener of this podcast and that's that's absolutely fine isn't it but yeah i think often what happens is if you if you are on the back foot sometimes you can think oh well i'd only save 100 pounds a month so i may as well spend it and there's a little bit of this attitude and that's that's a shame isn't it because in your 20s that really counts, doesn't it? Every every penny that you can get that you can save 
kind of kind of adds up and as you said finding that balance it's great that you're you're doing your pt sessions you're going out you're not being like savagely frugal but yeah. you're also making really good progress and i i really respect that because finding that balance is not an easy thing and i'm 31 i'm still trying to find it <laughs> yeah i'm glad it looks like i've got my life together <laughs> no it's very impressive oh, i think it, it's tough um, and like there's going to be months when I just don't budget right for me and you just kind of forget something's happening and then suddenly you're like oh I need I need money for that and I just didn't even see it in the calendar so I haven't right, got it right. but that's the perks of having money saved and having your sort of like emergency fund or having a sinking mm. fund that you could like dip into it's having a bit of that security that I mentioned that just says okay actually do you know what like I I don't have to get completely wound up about this. I can fix it. I can do what I need to do. And then, you know, next month we can consider what happened, what went wrong. So like this month, I spent a fortune on my car. It had its MOT and its service. And I'd obviously budgeted for, you know, an expensive month because cars are always expensive. But it was more than I thought. And that was fine. But obviously I hadn't budgeted for it because it was more than I thought. Mm. luckily for me i save up for my car insurance annually um so i already had a pot of money that i was like this is for my car and i was like fine i can take it out of that it's for my car like it's still the same thing i can top it back up when i need it but you know next time next year when i have this let's be a bit more prepared let's prop it up a bit more let's you know prepare for the worst fantastic that's really great and it and it's fantastic that as you said it was still a car fund, right? It wasn't exactly, you know, the the, the right thing, you know, and, and it was, wasn't for an M2, it's for insurance. But, you know, it's the, around about the same thing and you made it work and there's flexibility in the budget to be able to say, right, that goes there and I can make that work. And that that's that's fantastic. So how do you, do you have like budgeting techniques? What's your, your kind of number one tip for pe- someone that wants to start a budget? I can't say mine's very academic based, so you know, don't don't quote me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but the main thing I would say is just write down what you spend your money on. It's so easy not to see it add up. So you know, you can get budgeting apps that do it for you. You can link your accounts to them. So if you've got like different bank accounts, you can link them all to one place, and it just consolidates everything and it splits it by categories. And you can search by date or by retailer. So they're so helpful in seeing what you're actually spending. Also, um, something that happened to one of my friends made them sign up to the app and they saw that they'd been paying a Now TV subscription for like the past year without knowing it. So they'd signed up for a trial, obviously forgot to cancel. And it was just, it's like, it's fine, lessons are learned. They gave them like a partial refund, which is so lovely. Um, But you go, okay, like now we know and now you've got this tool that can help you let's use it let's you know make it work brilliant brilliant and i mean some people are going to prefer pen and paper and some people are going to prefer the app but we have options don't we and yeah. there's some great uh, budgeting tools out there i mean apps like uh, or banks like monzo and starling do that automatically and then there's more comprehensive apps uh, like money dashboard that like as you said they, they sync your finances together and they put it all in one place for you and hopefully then that will at least stop those types of things happening if you have a a subscription so with starling bank that that i use was my my main account 
anything that goes out of that account, I have a notification. So I know every payment, every direct debit, I'll never miss a thing. <laughs> so it always shocks me. Does it, it predict them as well? Um, it, uh, um, it does, yes. So it gives you a warning that the direct debit is going to come out within a number of days, which, which I, I always really like. And it just, just kind of shocks me because I, I, I remember similar things happening to me when I was using other types of banks or maybe not being as... Um, stringent with my finances but um, I mean that's the wonderful thing about these fintech banks that, that I love is it makes it all so easy and um, great to hear that your friend has now you know, taken the lesson on board and well, I mean sometimes we just have to let these things happen and, and you know we, it all does doesn't it? Yeah you, you can take only learn from mistakes <laughs> Yeah you take up the subscription and you forget to, to cancel it and I mean it's how, how they get you isn't it? Yeah <laughs> They wouldn't do it otherwise. <laughs> no, exactly. I've done that so many times. Um, so, do you have any favourite inspirational finance quotes? Is there anything that springs to mind? I mean, that's quite a hard question, actually. My favourite quote ever is, look after the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. I mean, that's just a classic, isn't it? Yeah. An absolute classic. It just, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I think when I was younger, I remember my parents saying it to me and they were like, if you look after the pennies, the pounds look after themselves. I was like, that makes no sense. And then we had to go through this whole lesson on how, you know, if you add one penny and you add another penny and, you know, eventually you'll get to a pound, but you've looked after the pennies and like, you've suddenly got a pound. And I was just like, wow, like, that's amazing. It overwhelmed me. (laughs) And hence we started the coin jar. Brilliant brilliant the coin jar is great i love that i still do it now <laughs> really yeah. well, what's great to hear is that there was transparency of finances clearly in your family and it was something that was talked about and i think that's really wonderful and when i think about having children i really think that this financial transparency and education is so important so displaying that information in a in a really positive way not being a you know, someone that picks up a penny on the floor necessarily, but just understanding the value of money and, as you said, knowing that you can't spend everything, you have to put some some money aside. I mean, fifty percent aside is quite a lot as well. But if you start that as a as a youngster, it's something that you you're carrying on now into your into your twenties. Yeah, old habits die hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's absolutely amazing, and. I mean, if you um, if you like the the analogy of look after the pounds and the pennies look after the styles, oh, <laughs> the other way around. I said it wrong. <laughs> look after the pennies and the pounds look after themselves. Uh, then you'll love investing. Man, <laughs> honestly, it blows my mind the investing thing because you you don't. It's a passive thing. So if you if you put a 500 pounds into the market now and you just leave it there until you're 65 and uh, you, you just let the stock market do its thing then passively over time arguably although you, d- you never know what the market's going to do but on average it returns seven percent a year so and then the seven but it was exactly what you're saying a penny added to a penny and it's the same thing with compounding that over time that just builds and builds and builds and builds and the power of it is mind-blowing and the, the earlier you start that process, so if you start in your 20s, 
I'm oh, I just I'm so jealous. I mean, why can't I go back to being twenty and know, knowing what I know now? It's, it's hindsight, isn't it? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, sorry. I'm I'm sounding like an investing geek now. I'm I'm gonna um, move on to the next thing. No, so, I, but I'm um, so risk averse though. The idea of it is just it's a bit much. So um, I've yeah. put some money into premium bonds. It's kind of like doing the lottery, but mm-hmm, yeah. but not. Um, and obviously, like I don't expect to win. However, if I did win, even the twenty five pounds, I'd class that as like good. The coaching conversation two thousand twenty four. This podcast is one hundred percent dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world, teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Okay, that's interesting because... There, there's been some calculations done on that. So if you look at the rate of return that you get from the premium bonds, even if you win, the probability is so small and, and the actual rate of return that you get for your money is is, is really, really small. Um, but I understand what you say about the risk-averse thing. And, I mean, obviously, it's it, personal finance is personal, so everyone is different. But I found that my girlfriend, for example she had no interest in investing at all no knowledge and she was just like no i don't i don't like risk i don't want to do this and it took quite a lot of conversation and just just speaking about it for her to understand what it was and what the benefits of it are and also trying to beat inflation inflation is a huge thing so anyway she she started investing uh, pretty much just before the lockdown and uh yeah it's been it's been really um interesting time because the the market's been quite volatile mm. but she she seems really really content and i mean at the moment she's she's up like 15% in a in a diversified portfolio which That's is great. um i mean for 6 months or whatever it is it's it's pretty decent return so um yeah anyway <laughs> i divulge <laughs> um who is your biggest financial inspiration? You're talking like famous people? It could be it could be a family member or it could be uh, a person in particular or it could be a YouTube channel or a podcast. Gosh, so much choice. Um, <laughs> in terms of sort of famous people, there isn't anyone like I would really say. In terms of like family members it would definitely be it'd probably be my mum um she you know has managed to have kids she's like she's married to my dad still which is great for us um but like she has her own life she can manage her own money and it just is really nice to see um so you know you don't have to lose part of yourself to like you don't have to stop working if you don't want to you can do whatever you want and like everything else fits in around it um especially like I've grown up and like we've always been on lovely holidays and you know 
I've, I've not grown up like unfortunate I've been like very lucky with all the circumstances and experiences I've been given um I think it's just really nice having someone who's been so transparent with me and having someone who will explain things to me and who will sit down and tell me like what they would do and sort of give me their life experience mm, absolutely and what's wonderful now but you know the Instagram page that you've, you've started is you're in a position now where you're sharing those things with with other people and you know that like I, I've discovered that we're now having this conversation and this this goes out so people can listen to it and you know that has has its effect isn't it so you think about the, that time when your parents were were telling you about savings and all of this thing it has a really transformative effect of how you you're going to go on and live your life and you're choosing to share that with other people which I think is really really cool yeah and I think you're just you're never too old to learn like you can always learn something new and you can always change your habits and what you decide to do like I think as long as you've got a goal in mind anything is achievable so you know why not aim high that's right that's right and as a I had a good friend of mine on the podcast a few weeks ago and he said of course you know if you want to you want to start and you want to really take finances seriously you can do it at any point in your life but the reality is the younger that you start the easier it is because the the longer you spend in a bad habit Mm. the harder it is to break so if you are able to get out there in your 20s and start making these really good sound financial habits it's going to stand you in good stead isn't it absolutely he sounds really wise (laughs) (laughs) and similarly to you he left school and went straight into his job and he's he's having a really really uh fantastic run at life it's really really working for him and people were very encouraged by the podcast episode from from him and interestingly from our era i can remember people saying to him you must go to university you you must get your education and thankfully now i think that's slowly starting to change but there is still that narrative out there isn't there that you you must go to university if you want you know a high paying salary or if you want to be content with your job or, or whatever that is yeah I even had that in school um I had just finished my A-levels and I'd obviously informed the school that like the decision I've made was to go into work rather than to go into a uni um and like could they make a note of that on the prize giving thing that we did so they print out a brochure saying where everyone's going and they were like yeah sure that's lovely we'll do that and then on the prize giving day you read the brochure and it goes sienna's gone to this university and it's like well i haven't and you know i'm proud of what i've decided to do it's not a problem i've not done it as a cop-out you know this is my life you know why absolutely (laughs) that's really interesting thanks for sharing that because it just goes to show doesn't it that there there is something broken why is uh, taking taking it upon yourself to say, hey, I've got ideas, I've got ambitions, whether it's being an entrepreneur or starting to work, that should not be demonised and that should not be seen as something that's second rate to go into university. And you are testament to that, that you, you're, you're winning, you're doing it well, you're, you're saving money, you're moving towards your goals and uh, credit to you. So I think everything you're doing is is uh, fantastic. It's just a shame that the you know, school didn't recognise that. I mean, I think just a lot of people have a problem with ambition generally. Um, I was, when I was applying for promotions, I went for one and the 
senior manager said to me, I think you're being too ambitious. And, you know, next week I'm handed like, a lot of job opportunities. And I thought, well, how can I be too ambitious but get all these offers? It was, it was just outrageous. That's really interesting. Fantastic that you're so... Um, what would he say? There's a, there's a fantastic clinical Resilient. psychologist. <laughs> and he's called Jordan Peterson. And he talks about agreeableness. And particularly when you're negotiating, you can't be agreeable. You can't go in and say, oh, well, would you mind possibly... Um, I know, I know, I, I, I don't really think that I deserve the position, but would you mind giving me a promotion? Oh. No, you go in, you go in with high ambitions. You say, look, I think I deserve to be here. And they might pull you down a peg or two, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but then you've, you've ended up in the position that you're at. Really so, so fantastic. But what, what's um, fascinating for me is you're willing to take that risk when it comes to uh, promotions. But when, when it comes to investing, you're kind of risk averse. You're like, oh, that's too scary. Maybe because it's something unknown. Maybe you're right with that. I'd never thought about it like that. Um, yeah, interesting. I guess, yeah, I guess my career is like my life at the moment. So mm-hmm. it's something that I will push for and I will, you know, strive to do my best in. So like, I, I guess your argument's true like I've not thought about investing enough and if I'm not educated I can't obviously make the right decisions for maybe me at the right time so definitely something to read up on yeah I mean I mean it's not a point that I want to press on at all oh no 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 you're not (laughs) (laughs) I think it's 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 really really wonderful to hear that you you clearly value your own skills you know where your skills lie and where you stand and if you feel like you deserve to be promoted that you go and have that conversation with your boss and i think we that's something we can all learn from uh, at various times in your life uh, in life and it's just about timing that in the right way isn't it making sure you get that conversation at the, the right the right time um but it's clearly clearly working for you and i mean it's really wonderful to to hear you're um a very inspiring young woman and i i, I think this podcast is going to be a big uh, inspiration for people I don't entirely know what I'm going to name the episode yet. Maybe I'll maybe I'll name it something to do with um, buying your first home, because um, I think what you have to say about buying your first home is really uh, spot on. And um, keep us keep us updated, you know. So if you if you find that you're um, you're going to start looking, drop me a line and maybe we can do a podcast on you know what the process is like of actually going through looking at houses and the mortgage application and the things that you go through that would be really fascinating for the listeners i think yeah absolutely more than happy to so i'm going to wrap up the podcast here thank you for tuning in to the art podcast and see you next time ciao thanks for tuning in to the art of money saving we love being able to share our passion for personal finance with our listeners drop us a line on instagram and youtube and let's keep this conversation going until next time <laughs>